Okay, so we continue last week's discussion talking about the times for shacharis. So last week we presented an argument about when um, shacharis begins. Well, actually, when shacharis begins, everyone agrees to. The question was when shacharis is meant to be davened until. Do you guys remember? Oh, you know, with shacharis, oh, okay. when you say shacharis, you talk about Shmon Esrei? Yeah, so, yeah, Shmon Esrei. So it was either noon or? First third of the day? Four hours into the day, which is the first third of the day. Yeah, same thing. Four hours into the day. That was the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. So Rabbi Yehuda said four hours into the day, and the Tanakama, the other opinion the Mishnah says, tul chatzais, tul midway into the day. Now, as we said last week, that doesn't necessarily mean literally four hours or literally 12 noon. Um, halacha follows a unique way of working out the hours, um, and that's called Shazmanius, right? That we basically divide the daytime into 12 portions. So in the summer, the hours will be longer. In winter, they'll be shorter. Um, so now the halacha follows. Who remembers? First third. First third. Rabbi Yehuda, who says four hours into the day. So therefore, the Alter Rebbe says that a person should endeavor to daven shacharis within the first four hours into the day. At this point in the year, I think we worked out last week, it was something like 11.15, something like that. So shacharis should be daven before 11.15 in the morning. Now, if a person did not manage to daven shacharis by then, you have forfeited your ability to daven shacharis within its time. We don't consider it to be its time anymore. But since the time for mincha hasn't arrived yet, we still say that shacharis can be davened. And therefore, until chatzais, shacharis can be davened. So until midday, shacharis can be davened. Once chatzais arrives, it's over. No more shacharis. Right now, it's mincha time. So you have to wait till half, down, half an hour after chatzais, which is when the mincha offering, the tomish al-bein Rabbayim, was offered, or could be offered. And at that point, you daven mincha. Now, let's say you miss shacharis, so you want to make up shacharis. How can you make up shacharis? Daven mincha twice. So which one should you do? Right, so just minestra, exactly. So which uh, uh, one should you do first? If you daven mincha twice, which mincha should you do first? Should you do mincha for mincha or should you do mincha for shacharis? Mincha for mincha. So you do the set thing first. You do mincha first. And then you go and make up shacharis with the second mincha. Now, this is not to be confused with tefillin, obviously. Right? Tefillin is a completely separate mitzvah to davening. So just because you missed the time of shacharis and you can't daven shacharis anymore, doesn't mean that mincha can't be davened. So, uh, that, that, sorry, that tefillin can't be put on. So for sure, after shacharis, you should put on tefillin and, you with know. With the brachas? With the brachas, absolutely, because tefillin doesn't have a, a set time during the day. It's just any time. Um, actually, its time is, gonna, is, is throughout the entire day. We're going to get into that soon. Um, okay, so this is kind of a, a, an important thing to keep in mind, that shacharis does not belong after chatzais. Um, and this is... Basically. I mean, it happens to be that the Amida of Shachras and the Amida of Mincha is exactly the same. Um, but the stuff beforehand... Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So now, you, we may be aware that uh, Chabad um, isn't particularly makbid or particular with this uh, halacha. Strict. Strict with this halacha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the question is why? Well, ostensibly you're learning. So I don't know. Ostensibly what? you're learning until then, and you, learning takes precedence. So ah. You don't have to stop learning. Learning takes precedence? Why does learning I, take I, precedence? I, I, if you're already in the middle of doing a mitzvah. 
because your learning is preparing you to... Oh, that's it. So since, so as the Rebbe pointed out, and, and I'll read it to you, even though I didn't put it on the sheet, but I'll read it to you here. And this is an excerpt from the Rebbe's letter about the subject. The Rebbe says like this. Um, that... Now, those who complain about the fact that Hasidim learn Hasidus at length before davening, they're by- bypassing Zman, Kriyashma, and Tefillah. To this, the answer is, indeed, for the healthy, this is damaging. However, for those who are spiritually sick, there's no other choice. In other words, if we approach davening without the proper preparation, we're going to come with nothing. We're not going to be able to do it the way it should be done. And davening is an essential ingredient in our spiritual... Uh, you know, journey. And if we don't have it, then we are spiritually sick. And just like a sick person needs to take certain measures to get himself better, so too um, the measure that we take in order to get our davening in the proper zone is by learning chassidus. So there is, uh, if, and if the chassidus time extends and therefore davening gets pushed after that, then that's just a byproduct of it, but it's not like it's, and, and that's okay because it's, part, it's in line with the general idea of what davening is all about. Now, the problem is that there's a lot of, um, you know, people kind of miss the point. Um, and instead of... Yeah, yeah. So it's a problem. It's a problem. There's, not, there's no justification for that. And the Rebbe clearly said that there's no justification for starting to daven after chatzos. Like, no. Davening should be done in its proper time. Chassidus, maybe, so then Shachas might start after Zman Tefillah, so between that time and Chatzais. Okay. Understood. Chassidus is an important part of that preparation. Fine. But to start davening after Chatzais doesn't belong at all. And the Rebbe made that clear. In this house, they have Leis Shema, MGA, Leis Tefillah, MGA, Leis Shema. That's Yeah. So GRA is Gra, the 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 Vildagon. Which is Chabad. So Chabad, it should say the Alter Rebbe. No, the Gra is the Alter Rebbe. Oh, hopefully it's still Gra. Yeah. 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 Right. You don't have Chabad anymore. You're looking at Mazman. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. So, but even Chabad holds right that you shouldn't go beyond that. Yes, yeah, so past Chatzais. Or it just says like 11, 13. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's, that's, saying, so that's called that's the Zman Tefillah. That's the time of, that's the proper time to daven chakras before that's that. The latest, that's the latest you can start. Sorry, sorry. Unless you're Chabad and you're studying Chassidus. Right. Right. What if you're Chabad and you're working out? Well, that's a problem. <laughs> 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 you shouldn't be working out then. Um... So, and also, the Shachris in 770 would begin at 10 a.m. throughout the whole year. And there are times during the year when 10 a.m. is after his Mantfila. And so Rabbi Yalis, who was like a famous uh, rabbi, very learned scholar, asked the Rebbe, what's the justification for having Shachris set for after his Mantfila? Like, hello? It's, it's being called after his Mantfila? And the Rebbe said two points. The Rebbe said, first of all, this point about uh, having chassidus and preparing for davening. And two, the Rebbe said an interesting thing. The Rebbe, as we know, was very, very 
who had a lot of respect and awe and reverence for his father-in-law. And his father-in-law had set the schedule before he took over. And the Rebbe said, since my father-in-law put it into effect this way, I, I keep it that way. And, and, and there's precedence for that. In, in the Gemara, we find this idea that um, there were rabbis and sages who specifically conducted themselves in a certain way, even though it's not the most, you know, the best way to do it, because their teacher had conducted themselves that way. Um, the, the classic example is on Sukkot. There's a certain uh, opinion in the Gemara which says how we had hadas, how many leaves are not allowed to be on a hadas, on a, sorry, on a arava, and that teacher's students would specifically go and use an arava with that little leaves, even though technically, you know, the best arava is to have many leaves. Why specifically use that? Because since their teacher had said that this is the proper, it's okay, so they wanted to specifically go and you know. And, and follow in his direction. So same thing. The Rebbe said, first of all, we have the chassidus, and second of all, the fact that my father-in-law put that into place, I want to, I'm not going to change it, I'm not going to deviate it, I'm, I'm, I'm going with that. So basically, should we be davening after his mantfila? No. However, the justification for that is because chassidus is there to enhance one's davening. Okay, so let's see this, um, all of this, all these halachas inside the Shulchan Aruch. And this is source number one. Yeah. So before, so if you're going to study Hasidus before you die, you have to start Hasidus by a certain time in order for it to count for pushing off davening. So, so if, if latest feel is at eleven fifteen, right? So then you start learning at eleven ten, then you're good to, to push it off. Like no, I think not. I, I think that it's more like if you started Hasidus in time, but your chassidus goes and it continues and it, you're using it at the time well, then there's justification for it going there. But I would say no. Like but what you, is in time? You, you should be starting chassidus by the time... At, at an at a early enough time in the morning that it's not like you slept in and then you decided to start learning chassidus. I, I don't know if you can give a specific time for that, but something which is a normal time for people to be waking up and getting about their day. Typical class is 45 minutes or an hour. Yeah. Start at 8, eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's take a look at source number one, which kind of just wraps up this discussion about the time for, um, for Shachras. Erwin? Uh, just ignore the, the numbers in the text because it's just uh, footnotes there. Oh, okay. Yeah. If one transgressed and did not recite Shemar Esther before noon, that's it. He may recite the morning Shemot Esrei until Matzos, even as an initial preference. Even if he willfully delayed his prayers, in which instance he cannot compensate for them in the afternoon service, he may compensate for the omission until Matzos. Moreover, even if he one failed to recite the morning Shemot Esrei due to an error or the force of the eye's control, the only means of compensation is to recite the afternoon Shemot Esrei twice. You should first recite the afternoon Shemona Esrei, which is the reading. Okay, great. Oh, hold so, on. So he just said, if you transgress and did not recite the Shemona Esrei before noon, right. big fancy comma here, mm -hmm. he may recite the morning Shemona Esrei until noon, even as an initial preference. Yeah. So now we're saying that you can push it off and do it just before noon, just because? Well, no. 
um, meaning if something like You're, oh, you're asking on the first line over there. Yeah, because it reads like he's saying you can push it off until noon. Yeah. Just because. Yeah, the meaning. Sun is nice. I, don't know. No, I think I think we're saying if you didn't do it. I think he's saying even if willfully. You didn't do it at the right time. You didn't do it at, at four hours. Right. You're, you're still, still an hour and a half. Right. You're still good until noon. Yeah. But before we were saying you shouldn't push it off until noon. You no, know, you shouldn't. You can't As, go beyond it. That's no, no, no. I know you can't go on. I know that. But yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, we were saying before that you should do it by 11.15 or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you're learning, okay, fine, you have until noon. But this seems like he's saying, really, you have until noon. Just No, no. So this is actually coming off the back of what he already said. Um, that the time for, if you want to fulfill your mitzvah of davening chakras in time, that's within the four, first four hours of the day. Now, if you... Even if you willfully didn't do that. Maybe, uh, it sounds like we should be saying if one transcript did not recite Shema Nesra before four hours, may recite more than two. No. I think that's what it should say. No, no, I think it's, it's correct. Because again, it's coming off the back of what it was talking about before this. Mm -hmm. Meaning, before this it said, the time for davening chakras is until four hours. Right. Now, if you transgress and didn't recite until noon, you can do it till noon, till noon, even as initial preference. Even if you willfully did that, you can still do it. Meaning, basically, if you will, oh, okay. is that yeah, okay. yeah. You, Meaning, yeah, if I willfully did not daven chakras mm -hmm. within the first six hours of the day, I cannot do two minchas. Get that? If I willfully did not daven chakras within right. the first half of the day, I can't do two minchas. Right. So what he's saying over here is. Even if I willfully didn't do chakras in the first four hours, you could still do it I could still yeah, do it before noon. Even though, had I willfully continued and not done until noon, I wouldn't be able to do two minchas. Right? Okay. okay. All right. All right. Okay. So now we're going to continue with the main part of tonight's shir, which is about what can and can't be done um, before chakras um, in the morning. Now, what we're going to discuss is basically four types of things that shouldn't be done before chakras in the morning. Number one, greeting somebody. We're going to get there. <laughs> Greeting somebody. Number two, eating and drinking. Number three, learning. And number four, um, and number four, taking care of your personal needs. Like just taking care of business, whatever. Well, isn't number three, we're going to discuss you. Huh? Well, I mean, so number three feels what like was a three? Problem. The, the learning. Set up. learning. What? The, the, the whole first part of the Siddur is learning. What do you mean? The, not the four Pesachim is never up until you put on the Talsam. Well, board. it's not really learning. That's, it's, it's, I mean, technically, it's, it's a, I guess if you concentrate, it's, it's learning. You make, but a, like, you make a Kaddish girl by Yeah. Yeah. So the truth is, learning is not going to be the, tonight's discussion. It's going to be next week's discussion. Okay. Um, so we'll get into that next time. Um, tonight, we're going to get into... Uh, okay. All, Send you the recording. Uh, that might be in North Dakota okay. too. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, next week Tuesday I'm not going to be here either. Uh, oh. So that's the good news. <laughs> we'll all be out of town. <laughs> okay. I'll be the next week after that. I'll be out of town for a week. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh well. Okay. Or, and a few weeks. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Uh, okay. So um, let's start with the first one. The first one we're going to talk about greeting people. Um, greeting people in the morning before um, Shabbos. So let's um, let's begin. So the source for it is source number two. This is a Gemara in Brachas, um, Daf Yud Dalid, um, fourteen. So what are we holding? Whoa, so what's the connection? So I didn't quote this just because it gets complicated. Basically, the Gemara brings a, a verse which says, stay away from a person who has just woken up. In other words, it's the morning and, and you haven't davened yet. Stay away from such a person. Why? Because what makes him so important that you're giving him attention before you give Hashem attention through Dav? Now that word, what makes him important, can also, that word, can also be uh, punctuated, is it punctuated? Yeah. To say, not but rather, that a person who pays attention to somebody before he davens, it's as if he's offered a sacrifice on a bama on a, uh, a foreign altar. Um, in other words, that when, as the Marsha explains, that what's happening over here is a person is meant to uh, be davening, and when he goes and pays attention to uh, something else, it's like almost like he diverts his respect to something else. It's almost like a form of idol worship where a person turns away from Hashem and offers respect to something else. So you that, that rule is... Till they completely finished davening, or yeah, yeah. I mean, probably till till after Shmoneh. Wow. Yeah. So uh, pretty, pretty, pretty hectic. I got some Shabbos mornings to be rough. I got. So one second. So so we're gonna see. It, it is pretty strict, and it's something which people are not aware of, and and so it's good to learn about. But we're gonna see. It's not as simple as it sounds, because the Gemara continues. The Gemara says, one second. We have a whole discussion. <laughs> we have a whole discussion in the Gemara, in, in the Gemara about um, if a person, if an important person comes into shul and you're in between this and that in davening, what are you allowed? To, how are you allowed to greet him and whatever? So the Gemara says, one second. You just told me I'm not allowed to greet anybody, and 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 that's before davening. And here you're telling me laws of how during davening I can greet somebody. What's going on? Answers the Gemara. Here's the difference. When we said you're not allowed to greet somebody, it was talking about going out of your way to greet him. When we said you're allowed to offer greetings is when the person greets you or you meet him on the way. That's when you're allowed. Okay. So with this in mind, with this in mind, we're going to break down these laws into four types of situations. Four types of situations. Here we go. Starts with the most obvious one, which is going, driving out of your friend's house to say hello. That's a problem. Not even that. The, the, the post can even point out, you see your friend on the other side of shul, you haven't seen him in a while, and you go over to him and just say hello and chat. It's a problem. Because you're intentionally going out of your way to um, greet somebody before davening. So that's a big no-no. Going out of your way specifically to go and say hello. Then there is, let's say I'm on my way to get a sitter from the shelf. And on the way, I see my good friend Irvin. So I say, good morning, Irvin. 
that's fine. That's fine. Because I didn't go specifically for that purpose. It was on the way. And the Shulchan the, the, the Aruch gets into details of can you say Shalom? Because Shalom is Hashem's name. One of Hashem's names is Shalom. So you're using the Hashem's name to greet somebody else before you even talk to Hashem during davening. Okay, we're not going to get into those details, but that's something to, to, to kind of note. So that's another option where you meet somebody on the way to... Now another, another situation is where you go to somebody because you need, let's say I need a gartel, I forgot my gartel. So I go to you and I say, hey, can I borrow your gartel? You say, yeah. So if I'm going to you for a different purpose, I can greet you before. Because I'm, I'm not coming to you to greet you, I'm coming to you for a purpose. I'm gonna greet you just because it's a nice thing to do. And there's another option, which is, if somebody greets me, I can respond to him back. And in, when it comes to that, you can respond in any way, even using shalom, whatever it is, because I didn't initiate this, Somebody initiated to me, I can respond back. So this is quite a, uh, it's, it's something which a lot of people don't know, but it's something that to be aware of. Um, now this is, on a very practical level, um, phone calls. So is it appropriate to make a phone call to say hello and catch up and just chat before davening? The answer is no. The answer is no. A person should try daven early in the morning so that all of his other stuff happens after. Um, because even that phone call is, is uh, the, today's example of, you know, greeting somebody, going out of your way to greet somebody before davening. What if they call you? If they call you, then you're allowed to respond. That's fine. But you should, you should uh, chastise them. Right, right. right. So my boss, no, 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 he's not your boss. He's an atheist. <laughs> no, it's for me, it's... Uh, so that's fine. That would be fine. So your wife is. Have to wait for her to greet me, or can I say good morning? <laughs> Don't try that. So I'm not a morning person, yeah. so it's okay. I'm always the responder. Yeah. <laughs> now, see, so your wife is somebody who you're living together with. You're in the same house, you're, so you're around each other, you say good morning, it's not a problem. And also probably the mitzvah shalom bias overrides uh, any, any other potential issue. Okay, so that is um, that one about greeting people before davening. Okay, now we're going to talk about taking care of personal needs before davening. Now, before we go on to that, um, let's see how much time we have. Okay, we don't have a lot of time, so let's read the Shulchan Aruch inside. The number four. Now, if you want to see the discussion about what we just discussed in the Shulchan Aruch, that's number three. You can go back to that. But we're going to discuss number four for now. It is forbidden to become involved in one's material needs before reciting the Shemona Esrei prayer in the morning, so that his heart will not be focused on any other matter before he has prayed. Okay, so the idea over here is that it's just not appropriate to take care and, and involve yourself with all the things that you're involved with before you pay attention and you, you uh, pay homage to, to, to Hashem and, and, and ask Hashem for your needs. That's ideas. I wish I had done this last week. Why? Sunday morning, the person that's sitting behind me is approached by someone else on a business matter. And it was like 15, it, it literally it was up at almost full Shema, 10 o'clock. Mm. And I'm thinking, oh, this is, yeah. 
This is not now I have no that I've had this ammunition in the end, I could have said, hey. Yeah. So it says Shimon Esther. So let me ask you this. Let's say let's say that I I, I overslept. I got up at 8 30, so it's too late for the children. I got up at 8 30. I have an appointment at 9. I have time. I can say the Shimona Esther, which takes me like 10 minutes, but I can't do the whole morning dawdling. Yeah. So what should I do? So, good question. When they say Shimon Esther, do they just mean that? Or do they mean all the preparation for it, everything leading up to it? It's a good question. I'm not sure. I would say that if it means that you will be after Zman Tefillah, after your appointment, then probably like do, you know, the blessing before Shema, Shema, Shema Nesri. Um, but it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, now, I thought you were going to say, is that considered, you know, doing something before davening? I would say in that case, you know, that you didn't intend for it. it happens. It's not like you're, you know, attending to your business and like, you know, you, you're, you're doing what you need to do for your health and, and you didn't intentionally do that. So I would say, like, I thought, I thought that's what you, where, you, where you were going. But no, it's a good question. What if you're salaried and therefore you get called anytime? So I might get called at 7.30 in the morning to go and fix something or do something. Mm. I don't really have a choice to not do it. Yeah. So is that okay? So I would say, like I think what you were saying, that if it's a loss, if it's causing you, you know, financial loss, it's going to risk your job or whatever. Um, if you're not responding in time, then I would think that would probably be fine. Um, the, the idea over here is, you know, the, the spirit of the law here is, is that it, it carries a certain kind of message that you're, you know, God is first. Exactly. That 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 uh, you know, I'm going to take care of myself, and then I'll, you know, pay attention to pay attention to Hashem, and that's that's the wrong message. Whereas if all these situations, I think it's that's not that's not what's happening. Um, Okay, so taking care of your personal needs before, uh, before davening. So the, the Gemara actually goes on to say that a person who is careful not to take care of their personal needs before davening, he will be blessed in his endeavors. So in other words, a person wakes up and he has so much things he wants to do, we say, listen, relax, do what you need to do in terms of davening, and, and Hashem will bless you that your endeavors will be, you know, will, will, it, later in the day will, will be blessed that you'll have even more success with that. Okay, now, the, the, the Alter Rebbe says based on this, that a person is not supposed to take care of his personal needs or even travel before he davens. This is going to get us into this discussion about traveling. We're going to get there soon. Uh, but that's both things, personal needs and travel. Okay, now, the Alter Rebbe brings an opinion brought in the Shulchan Aruch that um, says that, well, what happens if you just say the morning blessings? That's the morning blessings before Shachas begins. Technically, the morning blessings, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're doing something, you're, you're recognizing Hashem. Is that enough? Or Shema? Saying Shema, is that enough? The Alter Rebbe says, there are those who say that that's okay. I don't agree. Alter Rebbe doesn't accept that. So this is going to be an area where kind of there's a split. Those who follow the Alter Rebbe and the Chabad Psaq will not go with that. And that's going to kind of impact some of our discussion soon. Um, so there is this opinion that says that's enough. The Alter Rebbe doesn't, doesn't want to follow that. 
Now, there are two exceptions, or three exceptions, to when um, this rule of taking care of your personal needs um, does not, is not a problem. One is if it's a mitzvah. Okay, so let's say I'm taking care of a mitzvah. Let's say I'm preparing the, whoa. Um, let's say I'm preparing some sort of suras mitzvah or preparing for a bris or whatever it is and it's before shacharis. That's okay. That's one example where we say that it's, it's, it's not a problem. Um, now, the Alter Rebbe doesn't seem to accept necessarily this because he, when he talks about preparing for Shabbos and it's Friday morning and you need to go to the store, the Alter Rebbe only lets you do that before Shacharis if you're not going to be able to get the thing that you need now later. So let's say they're going to run out of challah. So you're allowed to get it now. But only if it's not going to be available later. And even then, the Alter Rebbe says you have to say Shema first. So it would seem that even if it's a mitzvah and whatever, the Alter Rebbe wouldn't be, so, wouldn't be so, so easy with letting a person do it before. And in, in, in the case where a person would be missing a minion because of that, the Alter Rebbe says, even if it's a mitzvah, you done with a minion. So that's one exception, but it's an exception that's not always going to apply because if there's a chance of missing a minion, if there's a chance of doing that mitzvah later, the Alter Rebbe wouldn't be happy with a person um, doing that before, before that. Number two, and this is, this is going to be super practical, is things that you do on the run. So for example, you wake up in the morning and you want to make your bed. So, you're right. I need to hear this. I know you do. I need to hear this. <laughs> so if you're the one taught to make your bed in the morning, then... Is that considered taking care of your personal needs? The answer is yes, but it's not a problem because it's not like you're taking care of some important thing. It's just something that you just do as you, you know, go through your day. Throwing your clothes in the, in the, in the laundry basket or uh, you know, checking your schedule for the day. Like, this is not major stuff that's considered um, you know, a diversion from um, davening, which, which should happen. Now, the third one, which is perhaps even a greater leniency or, or, or you know thing to bring into this discussion is what happens if a person has a, has a specific time when he davens so you wake up at 5 a.m. because you're a very you know productive person and you use your time well Chizkia you're, you're excused I did, I've never even heard that there was such thing as a sunrise I just assumed it started like <laughs> <laughs> so if you're the one taught to wake up at 5 a.m. And you daven chakras at 8 a.m. Well, can I not do anything until 8 a.m.? So, Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arbach wanted to suggest that in, in general, whenever you talk about things coming before or after, you know, what should be done before and what should be done after, it's always when the two things come together, right? So, I have an opportunity to do two good things. Which one should be done first? Which one's more important? Over here, they're not coming together. The minion only starts at 8 o'clock and I woke up at 5. So, he wants to suggest that all these laws really wouldn't apply to a case where a person has a set time for me. Which so, is a huge kind of factor that plays in here. So my personal needs of getting my kids around for school and whatever. Oh, one second. Okay. So getting the kids to school is going to be considered a mitzvah. So you're good with that. What about showering? Showering also. It makes you in a better zone to daven. That's fine. Um, lots of different things, driving kids to school, you know, packing school, uh, kids' lunches, 
um, all this, this type of stuff where it's for a legitimate need um, of something that's happening now is not a problem. Exercise is an interesting one um, because exercise is exercise. I mean, so should it be done, done before diving? I think many people maybe work out in the morning and then go to shul. Yeah, yeah. So is there room to do that? So this was asked to uh, a Rav who... Um, he wrote, he wrote this up, he wrote his answer up, and he said, basically, it's a couple of factors to, to, to make this okay. Number one is, um, the person who's doing exercise is doing it to keep his body healthy. It's a mitzvah. Number two, um, he said, make sure to, to say the morning blessings before you do it. Shmam, if you can. That way you are, um, you know, you're factoring in that opinion which we saw in the Shulchan Aruch, which says that that counts. And also, most people who are going to exercise in the morning are not able to go and exercise later after davening, right? Let's say after davening, they go straight to work. They wouldn't be able to do it after davening. So in such a situation, that's another kind of uh, uh, factor which will make it permitted. And, you know, bringing all these things together, he said that um, exercise could be done before davening. Um, if a person is just doing exercise before davening, um, you know, and they technically could do it later, maybe it would be a better thing to do it later. Um, but definitely in these situations, you should make sure to do the morning blessings first. That way you're kind of bringing in that um, opinion as well. And when you say, say the Shema, again, look, you, you mean the whole section? The yeah. Shema. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Last thing to mention in this, in this regard is um, driving to work where Minion is at work. So in New York City, um, there's you know, many companies that have from Yidden who, who, who work there and they have a minion at work. So yes, you're not allowed to travel before davening, but are you allowed to travel where the minion is going to be at work? So the answer is yes, um, you're allowed to, even though technically the traveling is you know, happening before, but the traveling is bringing you to a minion and uh, that, would be, that would be okay. Um, and again, that would probably uh, the the person who's doing that should um, you know do the, the the morning blessings before before doing that. Okay, there is more to discuss on this and all the other um, things, eating and drinking and learning before davening. We'll discuss that not next week, but in two weeks. Um, so enjoy your travels, and we'll see you then. If you say the shaman.